Good morning. Welcome to Unfolding the Word. As you and I together, verse by verse, work our way through God's wonderful Word. We're in the midst of an extended study of the book of Romans. We've just begun it, but it's going to be an extended one, Lord willing. We've been looking in the opening chapter of Romans, the opening verses really, at Paul's greeting to the Roman church. I want to pick up that reading in chapter 1, verse 1 today. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. As you remember, we've been talking about how Paul went about, prompted by the Spirit of God, to introduce himself to the church at Rome, to explain to the people receiving this epistle something about what made him tick. Now, they already knew who Paul was in terms of his official position. But Paul had an opportunity, and he presented to them three characteristics that would really explain what made him tick. What was his motivational complex, to use terminology often used today? What was it that would help you to really understand who Paul was as a person, how he saw himself? And we also pose that question, how, what would you present to other people to try to explain what makes you tick? Well, Paul highlighted three things. The first thing he identified, and we talked about, was that he identified himself as ultimately a servant of Jesus Christ, the Greek word doulos. He, it, a doulos was one who willingly put themselves into servitude for another, driven by various motivations, but not forced into that category. They chose to serve another. Paul said, listen, I've made a choice in my life, and I am now a servant. I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you? <laughs> the second part of his self-description, self-characteristic idea is that he said, not only am I a servant, a doulos of Jesus Christ, I see that I am an apostle, an apostolos, one who was set aside as an official spokesman for the king. Now, as one of the original 12 and 13 now, with Paul added to that number, uh, God had, set him, had sent him forth and given him special tasks, even beyond being a spokesman, uh, to lay the foundation for the gospel, to lay the foundation for the expansion of the church, uh, the receiving of revelation to create the scriptures. Only Paul in the original 12 would have been in that category. But you and I, like Paul, are in a broader sense of apostolos, and that broader sense is that we are official spokesmen for God. The 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 21, picture of each of us called to be an ambassador for him. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. God is making his appeal to mankind through us. <laughs> we are sent forth ones, official spokesmen. All the redeemed have been given that task. But not all the redeemed accept that as central to how they see themselves and central to how they want other people to see themselves. Well, the third of the characteristics that Paul identifies in these verses, and we'll seek to draw it to a close today, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. 
Paul said, if you want to understand me, you need to understand that I see myself as having been set apart by God for a task, the gospel of God. Aphorizo is the word translated set apart. It means literally to be separated from, to be put away from a previous boundary and moved beyond it. Uh, sometimes it was used to describe a person who had been moved outside of a previous location into a new one. Uh, they'd been separated out for it. The word segregation, as it's used in the modern English, sometimes gets close to the heart of the meaning of this word. Uh, segregated meaning moved apart, set apart from general participation in some other aspects of the society. The believer has been segregated by God, set apart in a way. Uh, sometimes the society sets them apart too, but that's not the point here. God has set them apart, segregated by choice, not by cultural pressure. And Paul says, if you want to understand me, if you want to understand how I see myself, how I live out my life day by day, I live my life understanding that God has set me apart, segregated me. He has called me, in other words, to live within a different set of boundaries than had been true of my life previously. God had segregated him, in that sense, from what was true of his previous life. Prior to knowing Christ, Paul, like you and I, had a very different set of goals, a very different set of priorities, a very different set of moralities, for example. Uh, he was a very different person. But after coming to know Christ, God set him apart, put him in a new place, new boundaries. And now he was driven by different goals. His life was characterized by different priorities. And certainly his lifestyle choices were driven by a different moral framework than had been true beforehand. God says each of us as his redeemed children have been set apart in the same way. We've been set apart for the purposes of God. And therefore, I can't and you can't actually live like we previously lived and still be able to please God. God has moved us to another place. You and I can no longer live for the things we thought were making life worth living, going after happiness, prosperity, success, etc., no, no, we live for a different set of goals. We are set, we're living within different boundaries now. We are driven by the gospel, by our gratitude for the work of the cross, by our love for the Lord. We're driven differently. Now, how does all of this kind of work out in practice in the life of the believer? Well, I think fundamentally, perhaps the greatest way that it worked out in practice for Paul, which is meant to be a model for us, was that he now saw his life, the choices he made and so forth, all driven by the goal of being able to be used by God and to accomplish what God had in mind for his life. His life was seen as not useful apart from that, and he wanted his life to count. He put this into clarity for us, I believe, in in Acts chapter 20, as he was speaking to the Ephesian elders on his last visit with them prior to his imprisonment, 
Listen to these words in verse 24 of Acts chapter 20. Paul speaking, he says, But I do not account my life as of any value or as precious to me. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. In other words, I've come to the point in my life where I see that, listen, life has no value ultimately unless it's being used to promote the purpose for God has set me aside. He wanted to finish his course to fulfill the ministry that he'd received. That's what it means to be set apart. Do you see yourself as set apart? As you evaluate your life, are you laying it into that framework where you say, listen, when all is said and done, I see the only thing that is truly important is that my life has been used in the way to fulfill the purpose of God, to fulfill his call on my life. Our calls are different. Our gifts are different. But the God is the same. And he has a purpose for each of our lives. Some of us have unique aspects of that purpose. All of us have commonalities in it too. Paul said, my, worth's not, my life's not worth anything unless it can be used to do the purposes of God. Is that how you see yourself? I pray that it is. Well, the question I posed at the very beginning if you had just a brief opportunity to identify three things that would really explain who you are, would they be the things that Paul had come to understand at this late stage in his life that were most important to make an explanation of what makes him tick? Are you a willing servant of Jesus Christ? You really see yourself as a doulos, a servant? Do you see yourself as a gifted official spokesman for God. God's given you that task. Is that is that how you see yourself? Do you see yourself as being set aside by God after you've come to know Christ as Savior? He now has a purpose and plan for your life, and your life's not really worth anything if you step outside of that purpose and plan. You're here in order to fulfill it. You want to be a fruitful part of all that he's doing. Is this how you see yourself? Oh, brothers and sisters, May these three things become ever more the hallmark of our lives too, that we, like Paul, could in honesty share them with other people to explain what makes us tick. Join me tomorrow as we continue in our study of Romans.